Hello, and welcome to About This Writing Thing, a weekly podcast about living the writing life. I'm your host, Sayward B. Eller, novelist, short story writer, and podcaster. Today, I want to talk a little bit about first drafts. More specifically, why we shouldn't expect gold the first time we write the end. First, though, I want to update you on my writing life because that's what I do here, right? At the end of August, I received a rejection letter from The Sun, a magazine here in North Carolina, for my short story, The Snowbank. I love this story so much, but I'm having a very difficult time placing it. I'll be submitting it to a few more publications. Hopefully, one of those submissions will be a yes. In case you haven't realized it yet, writing equals a whole lot of no's and very few yeses. Adding to that rejection, I also received a rejection for my novel, Catching Fireflies, from one of my dream agents. I still haven't heard back from the agent that requested the revise and resubmit, but I'm hoping to hear back before January 2021. If I haven't heard anything by then, I'll just assume it's a no. Seven months is long enough. I did see a horrible tweet the other day where a woman just received a rejection for her manuscript. She submitted to this agency three years ago. Three years. Here's a little tip to agents. If it's been three years, you can assume that we've moved on. I don't know any writer who's going to wait around that long for an agent. Dream or not. Courtney Malm says that your book isn't really ready to go until you've gone through around four drafts. And I've found, at least for me, that is 100% true. Take my most recently completed novel, for example. When I first completed it in November of 2018, I had a word count of 58,000 words. I also had a very shallow character and not a lot of what I needed to make a compelling story. I had a sexual abuse survivor who had tried to commit suicide, failed, and returned home to live with her mother. I had a dysfunctional relationship between her and her mother and a too perfect one between her and her sister. Despite the fact that my main character abandoned her little sister a decade ago to vanish into the night. What little sister isn't going to be harboring some bad feelings about that? That's something that I had to ask myself when I went back in to do my third and fourth draft. Now, with me, I tend to work through a second draft very quickly. The real work, aside from writing the damn thing in the first place, comes when I get to draft three. That's when I really start to consider the motivations of my characters, what situations I can introduce to up the conflict, and how much deeper I should go with each character. Here's the thing about my process. With each draft, I added eight to 10,000 words because I was going deeper into the story and the characters and the messes they kept creating for themselves. Finally, at the beginning of draft four, I needed 14,000 more words to get the book to industry standard so that an agent would look at it. Those of you who have been listening to this program for a while, you were there with me. You know how much I struggled at that point. For women's fiction, the standard is 80,000 words. When I got into the draft, that fourth draft, I noticed that my main character didn't have a lot of interactions with people outside of work and home. So I made it a point to add a few. I added a big party 
I added a trip to the grocery store. I And they were all small scenes. I think the party scene was the largest one that I added. I think that was a whole chapter that I added. So that was the largest scene that I added. But I didn't have her interacting and that's not how we live life, right? Like we, we interact, even I, the queen of not leaving my house, even I interact with people outside of work and home. So I made it a point to add those few instances. I also wanted to add more of her stepfather and neighbor into the story because they didn't feel rounded out enough. When I finished that draft, I had 82,000 words and I was happy with it. The story was told. Then an agent requested a full and if you don't know what requesting a full is, usually when you query, you get a rejection. <laughs> But if an agent is interested in your story, they might ask for a partial manuscript or a full manuscript. And you guessed it, partial means that they only want so much of it. They might only want 30,000 words. The full manuscript request, of course, means all of it. Send me the whole thing so I can read through it. So an agent requested a full and read through it and we spoke a few weeks later and she suggested that I make a few more changes. So fifth draft it was. After those revisions, I came out at around 91,000 words. And I have a story that I am proud to say I wrote. Well, you may ask, what about those authors who say they turned in their first draft to their editor and it was almost perfect? Let me tell you this, I know those writers. I could name them, but I won't. And that's not their first draft. They may not have 25 revision files sitting in their documents folder, but I can assure you they have been back over that manuscript time and time and time again. I know a couple of writers who go back and edit previous chapters at the beginning of every writing day. For example, let's say writer Cindy wrote two chapters on Sunday. She couldn't write on Monday for whatever reason. Maybe she takes Mondays off. Anyway, when she opens the file on Tuesday to write, she goes back to those chapters written on Sunday and reads through them to make corrections or revisions before moving on to write new material. Nothing wrong with this method, but this gives the sense that they're turning in a first draft. They are not. Also, stop comparing yourself to writer Cindy. I know I haven't been validated by the publishing world yet, so you can take what I say with a grain of salt. However, I'm going to tell you three reasons why your first draft doesn't have to be perfect. Reason number one, no draft is perfect, period. Anne Lamott wasn't kidding when she said it's okay for a first draft to be shitty, and neither am I. I'm a moderate reader, maybe 25 books per year. I think I'm at 18 books for 2020 so far. Yes, I'm behind. My point, not even those finely polished, traditionally published books were perfect. It's time we stop striving for perfection and remind our brains that nothing is perfect. Nothing. And our first drafts are allowed to be the most imperfect of all. Reason number two. 
Your first draft is simply you telling yourself the story. Think of it as a very detailed outline, one that you can just improve upon until it's a bona fide story ready for the world. And reason number three, writing is hard work. Let me say it again. Writing is hard work. I don't care who you are. Writing is tough, okay? It's not easy, sit down, the muse guides your fingers. No, 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 no. It's tough, it's hard, it sucks sometimes. But it's rewarding, or it will be. <laughs> Let me explain this last bit a little more. I'm in an MFA program, as many of you know. In that program, I've met a number of very green authors. To them, I'm a jaded old hag who's lost her passion for this work. When one of my classmates starts waxing poetic about the muse and how we all must dance with it or whatever, I'm the first one to say the muse has no place in professional writing. It's another one of those myths. Undoubtedly, someone is shouting at me now, you shut your blasphemous mouth, but I can't hear them, so it's okay. And if they want to wait around for some muse to whisper in their ear or sprinkle stardust on them, that's cool. Me? I'll be seated at my desk getting some words in when all I really want to do is go back to bed or play State of Decay 2. How many times have you told someone you're a writer and they say, oh, I thought about writing a book? As if it's the easiest thing in the world. Too many times for me, thank you very much. The average person really has no idea how difficult it is to be a writer. I blame Hollywood, for sure. They've glamorized the profession, made it seem like big advances are the norm for everyone, you're always with the same publisher, and the profits from your first book are enough to live on and buy that big mansion in the hills. That may be the norm for 1% of the writing population, but the other 99% had to take off those rose-colored specks and take a look at the harsh realities of the writing world. Harsh reality number one, it's mostly no's. Like, no. Two, it costs a hell of a lot of money. You've got websites you have to maintain. You've got subscriptions you have to maintain. I think for writing, I have my professional website. I have four yearly subscriptions, two of which are to query uh, programs. One is to the Hot Sheet with Jane Friedman. <laughs> Plus, all the little things like ink and Scrivener. I know you only pay for that once, but, you know, it's a cost. The little things add up, and it costs a lot of money to be a writer. If you are trying to build your brand, it costs money. And harsh reality number three, most people don't get to live the full-time writer dream. Please note, as someone currently living the full-time writer dream life, it isn't what it's cracked up to be. Writing is rewriting. We've all heard it, and if you're a professional writer, you've lived it. You know that the first draft doesn't have to be perfect because you know that writing the end doesn't mean you're anywhere near finished. I was in a Facebook group a couple of weeks ago and saw a writer's post about finishing their first draft. The author said they were sending the completed draft to their editor, good job, that day, and would be publishing in two weeks. My first question was, of course, how on earth will the editor get the suggested edits back, the writer complete them, the editor go over the revisions, and betas read it before it's published in two weeks? How? How does that even make sense? 
I will admit, there are a whole lot of behaviors in the indie publishing community that don't make sense. More on that in an upcoming episode. But, this publishing a first draft has vexed me for a long time. Then I realized what most of these published button happy writers haven't. Writing is hard work. It took me five drafts to get my story right. Well, right enough to submit to agents. For other writers, it takes three. And for many others, it takes seven or eight or ten. But one thing I know for sure, a first draft is not ready for publishing. You are not the exception. Very, very few people are. So let your first drafts be as shitty as they need to be. Finish it, write the end, and have a celebratory whatever. Then put it in the drawer and walk away from it for four to six weeks. Stephen King says it should take no longer than three months to write a novel. That's writing it, putting it away, coming back to it to revise it. I think for him that may be true. For the rest of us, though, I'd say that number should be doubled. Three months to write draft one. No need to stress yourself. Four to six weeks rest, and then the rest of that time to edit and revise. Of course, he also says, Stephen King also says, that no one should see your first draft. I disagree with that. I think having critique partners in the process, especially with your first draft, is instrumental for a lot of writers. It's instrumental for me because that feedback, I'm a discovery writer, so that feedback really helps me get my thoughts together as I'm discovering what my story is. Now, this method that I've mentioned, the three months to write draft one, four to six weeks rest, and the rest to edit and revise, isn't conducive to rapid release publishing. But you shouldn't be doing that anyway. More on that in a later episode. So those are my thoughts on why your first draft doesn't have to be perfect. I know there's all this noise in the writing community where people toot their own horns. All that tooting becomes overwhelming and makes us start to question our own methods and instincts when it comes to writing. One thing I've learned in my time here in the land of writers and writing is that writers lie. That's what we do, right? We make up stories to entertain readers. We also make up stories to hide what we perceive as our own shortcomings. Think Nicole Kidman's character Devlin in Just Go With It. She always felt superior to Jennifer Aniston's character Catherine in college. So when they bump into one another in paradise as adults, Devlin keeps up the pretense that she's better than Catherine. She's in a perfect marriage. Her life is perfect. Turns out Devlin is a liar and probably always was. Her marriage is a disaster. And she's just as insecure about herself as Catherine is about herself. Writers are no different. We put up a good front. We tweet, just got another rejection, yeah, while tears drop on our keyboards and our wounded hearts struggle to pump. We say, right for you, no one else, while desperately checking our emails in the hope that one of the million agents or publishers we've submitted to will just say yes. And we tell other writers things like, my drafts don't need much editing, knowing full well that the reason they don't need a ton of editing is because we went back through the manuscript over and over and over again to make sure the first draft was as close to perfect as possible. I suppose what I'm really saying to you today is this. Don't listen to the noise. No one has a perfect first draft, and you damn sure won't either. Writing takes time, a lot of time. It takes patience, and it takes perseverance. It's a business like any other and there are very few fairy tales. You have to put in the work to get a product that's worthy of publication, whether it's traditional or indie, and you have to really, really want it. 
Because aside from being a parent and a spouse, being a writer is the hardest thing I've ever done. Good luck, and as they say, Godspeed. That's all for this week. Next time, I'll be talking about how to handle critique. Fun times, fun times. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like and subscribe. I'd also be grateful if you tell your writing friends about me. If you'd like to know what I'm up to when I'm not talking to you about writing, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Eller. You can also find this podcast on Twitter at WritingThingPod and Instagram about this writing thing. Thanks for listening. I will talk with you soon. Bye.